everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and I want to welcome you to the podcast version of Mike Murphy's Friday Rumblings. For years, these have been a Facebook post each Friday. I decided these words were worth spreading to a wider audience and worth making accessible in another format that might be easier for some people. Full disclosure, Mike Murphy is my husband, and this was not his idea. In fact, I'm the narrator. Rob Bell says, everything is spiritual. You might listen to this podcast and say, wait a minute, sounds like there is some political content included. I would simply echo Rob Bell's words, everything is spiritual. Give the rumblings a listen and see if you agree, or maybe you'll disagree, but I guarantee it will be food for thought. Whether you agree or disagree, keep the conversation going. Also, if you want a print version of the rumblings, you can find it in the show notes or friend Mike on Facebook. Now, are you ready to rumble? Rumble one. In the dystopian world in which the Handmaid's Tale, thank you, Margaret Atwood, exists, the United States has been replaced by the Republic of Gilead, an oppressive male-dominated theocracy. In that theocracy, women are considered inferior to men and are treated as such. They are not allowed to vote, nor are they allowed to read and write. Women who have social justice leanings or buck the system in any way can be legally deemed unwomen and be stripped of even the smallest of rights and privileges left open to them. Only Gilead's perverse and profane version of Christianity is allowed. To practice any other kind of faith is a death sentence. Contraception is verboten. Abortion is retroactively illegal, as are second marriages. Women and children are considered to be property, owned and passed down to men only. Only heterosexuality is allowed. Anyone caught in a homosexual act will face gender reorientation therapy or be killed. There is no free press because... Free speech is illegal. I don't want to live in Gilead. That's why I tremble when I see what's happening in our country. The building blocks for something abhorrent are being put in place, and as long as good people remain silent, the walls of Gilead will eventually be built and will be trapped inside of them. Rumble 2. I was in darkness, but I took three steps and found myself in paradise. The first step was a good thought, the second a good word, and the third a good deed. Frederick Nietzsche. Let's hear it for simplicity and the application of it. Rumble 3. There's a lovely Hasidic story of a rabbi who always told his people that if they studied, the Torah would put scripture on their hearts. One of them asked, why on our hearts and not in them? The rabbi answered, only God can put scripture inside, but reading sacred text can put it on your hearts, and then when your heart breaks, the holy words will fall inside. Anne Lamott in Plan B further thoughts on faith. And when the holy words fall inside, watch out. Everything changes. Everything. Even us. Rumble 4. 
When God put a calling on your life, he already factored in your stupidity. Mindful Christianity. Thank you, God. This gives me hope for myself and no excuse for not living into God's original intent for my life. Rumble 5. Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. John Lennon. Everything is not okay these days. If you can't see it, I urge you to interrogate yourself and discover why that is. Rumble 6. For far too long, Christians in America used the Bible as a weapon and not as a mirror. The gospel for oppression instead of liberation. The church as a judgment gavel, not a table of inclusion. And Jesus as their mascot instead of the example. Time to flip the tables. The happy givers. Former pastor Chad Thibodeau suggests that it's time for the separation of church and hate. When that happens, the tables will indeed flip. But the problem is that hate, disguised of course, is what fuels the thinking and behavior of far too many who claim to be Christian. And we don't appear to be eager and willing to dive into what all that means. That's why the tables will flip on us. We will call it persecution, we always do. Jesus might call it judgment, requiring a radical course correction. Rumble 7. The audience broke out in applause at the Reagan Presidential Library this week when Liz Cheney laid it all out. We are confronting a domestic threat that we have never faced before, and that is a former president who is attempting to unravel the foundations of our constitutional republic, and he is aided by Republican leaders and elected officials who have made themselves willing hostages to this dangerous and irrational man. Donald Trump attempted to overturn the presidential election. He attempted to stay in office and to prevent the peaceful transfer of presidential power. He summoned a mob to Washington. He knew they were armed on January 6th. He knew they were angry. And he directed the violent mob to march on the Capitol in order to delay or prevent completely the counting of electoral votes. He attempted to go there with them. And when the violence was underway, he refused to take action to tell the rioters to leave. Instead, he incited further violence by tweeting that the vice president, Mike Pence, was a coward. He said, Mike deserves it, and he didn't want to do anything in response to the hang Mike Pence chance. It's undeniable. It's also painful for Republicans to accept. She concluded, the reality that we face today as Republicans, as we think about the choice in front of us, we have to choose because Republicans cannot both be loyal to Donald Trump and loyal to the Constitution. Rumble 8. I choose to live my life unarmed. I do so because in my long and winding journey, I've come to understand that to live gently in a violent world is part of the counterculture of following Christ. Brian Zond. 
I also choose to live my life unarmed. In doing so, I choose to live in the countercultural world of Jesus. It's a pro-life stance, as is my resistance to capital punishment and war. Rumble 9. In the newest stage version of To Kill a Mockingbird, Atticus Finch says, A mob is a place where people go to take a break from their conscience. The character, Link Diaz, a white man ostracized for marrying a black woman, smartly observes that when horror comes to supper, it comes dressed exactly like a Christian. From an article by Peter Marks, Washington Post. When I see mobs, I see a whole lot of conscience deficiency And when I see horror, I'm always appalled because it's so often justified by a Bible verse and a prayer. Rumble 10. Representative Lauren Boebert, Republican Colorado, who faces a primary election Tuesday, says she is tired of the U.S. separation of church and state, a longstanding concept stemming from a, quote, stinking letter, unquote, penned by one of the founding fathers. Speaking at a religious service Sunday in Colorado, she told worshipers, the church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. She added, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does. Washington Post. This is from one of the poster children of the religious right, and she's in Congress. Oh my, see rumble number one.